Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The NFL Draft is now officially open. This is draft season. In fact, it's draft week. We are finally here. John Schmelk, Tony Pauline. Another episode of draft season. We'll get you two this week, the one today. Then we'll have our final mock draft on Wednesday. And today is kind of what I'm calling the big questions of the draft. So it's stuff that I'm thinking about that Tony has thought about over the past couple weeks that really could impact not only the draft, your team, but, you know, really how this whole thing plays out. So, me and Tony have not rehearsed this. He has not seen my questions. So he's going in completely fresh here, which I think is good. So we are going to give him some time on some of these if he needs them. And I'll fill in the blanks where I where, I, where he might need a little bit of help. And then I also solicited some questions uh, on Twitter as well. If you guys have some questions that I'll go through as we kind of move along here. Tony, it's draft week. I know you probably spent the weekend on the phone. Mm-hmm. How you doing? I'm confused, especially what's going to happen at the top. I mean, I, I know what I'm hearing. I know what people are telling me. But, you know, a year ago, I I sat here confidently and told you that the Houston Texans were going to take Derek Stingley uh, with that third pick. And, you know, the Texans are kind of throwing the curveball in the top of the draft again. All right. And that leads us to our first question, Tony. Number one on my list. I'm staring at it on my sheet right here. Do the Houston Texans take a quarterback at second overall? From what I'm hearing now, uh, they are more likely to trade down with a team that wants to move up to get a quarterback, get a boatload of picks. People are predicting Tyree Wilson, as I wrote about, just published yesterday at Pro Football Network. I'm hearing they're leaning more towards Will Anderson with that second pick because Tyree Wilson's medicals concern them. And my opinion, Will Anderson is the better player. Tyree Anderson (laughs) has got a ton of upside. He's a little bit bigger. Uh, I think it's about 25% that they take a quarterback at two. If they do, listen, credit to them because they've thrown up an incredible smoke screen and sent out some uh, messages that people are running with. And no need to, by the way. It's not like, I mean, who are they smoke screening? They're picking two. You know who the Panthers are taking one. So I don't see why you would have to do that. So that's the only why reason, I tend the to only think reason it's probably do, real. Doing, yeah, the only reason they're doing that is because maybe to increase the package to move down. Maybe. You know, if Tennessee wants to move up and then a two spot and get a quarterback, somebody else wants to move up and get a quarterback. So you're, you're throwing that out there to basically uh, fool a lot of people. All right, let, let, let me dig into this a little bit more then. All right, I agree with you. I think it would be malpractice to take a non-quarterback there because someone's going to want C.J. Stratton and go and get him. You have to turn that into extra pick. So I think we're on the same page there, right? Who's the team that you think is most likely to try to get up to number two? And would Houston be willing to trade in the division with a team like the Colts at four? 
Uh, the, the second question, I'd say no. The Colts would have to give, you know, a lot up. And Arizona would actually have to trade that pick maybe beforehand for the Colts to move up. Um, what was the first part of the question? Uh, who else, who would Houston likely be trading down to? I don't think it's the Raiders, uh, as, as some people have said. I think it probably would be Tennessee. I think one telltale sign is if Tennessee Ooh. trades Derrick Henry before the draft, that's a sign that I believe they're going to blow it up and they're going to basically not start from scratch. They're going to basically going to start almost from scratch with the offense. You know, they, they move up, they take a quarterback. They don't sit there and take a left tackle. If they trade Derrick Henry and we know there've been rumors about him being on the block for the longest time. So that would be then another trade in the division, which is interesting. Houston trading with Tennessee. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. Um, if Houston does trade down, would they then, Tony, be in the business of a quarterback at, like, let's say it's Tennessee, right? Pick 11. If Levis drops or Richardson drops, could that still be possible? Absolutely, it would be possible. I think they'd be able to fill a couple of other needs, maybe pass rusher, maybe receiver, uh, depending on which pass rusher or receiver is there. I, I think, you know, they would be very happy with that. I, I mean, especially with what's going on with Stroud, as far as the news being released recently, um, I think that that has got to be a possibility. How many trades in the top five? You already think there's going to be one. Will Arizona get to move out of that pick too? Do you think they're going to be stuck? Um, I, I mean, I put out a tweet on Saturday, which I was able to confirm that there's a team that wants to move up with Arizona to get an offensive line at Paris Johnson. And Paris Johnson is really high, highly thought of because he is looked upon as the premier left tackle. Uh, I, I think there. I'm going to roll a dice. I'm going to say there's going to be two trades in the top five. All right, I like it. Very good. How many quarterbacks Tony go in the first round of the draft? Five. I think the four that we've talked about, obviously, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Will Levis. I do think as you get to the end of round one, what's going to happen is a team's going to trade back into the bottom part of the round for Hendon Hooker. Now we've talked about Hendon Hooker a lot on this show, and I've only, you know, I've been outspoken that I think Hendon Hooker is in the best position of any quarterback in this year's draft for a variety of reasons. But I think what's going to happen is even though we can't play in 2023 or won't be able to play for maybe until the month of December, a team could trade back into the bottom half of round one or bottom part of round one, not the bottom half, bottom part of round one, take Hendon Hooker to secure that fifth year option on the quarterback, which is, you know, we saw what happened with the Giants this year uh, with the maneuvering after that, having the fifth year option. That team could be the Raiders if they don't take a quarterback at seven. I've heard the Raiders really like Hendon Hooker. I'm told they have Hendon Hooker as the third quarterback on their board. Wrote an article about this uh, a couple of weeks ago that it's it's Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Hendon Hooker. And I said that they didn't think that Bryce Young or, or C.J. Stroud would drop to them. I think if C.J. Stroud drops to the Raiders at seven, they're going to swipe him up off the board. So no trade up for him, but if he's there at seven, they take him. I think so. Fair enough. And you kind of answered this already, but maybe not with the trade down. Will Will Anderson be the first non-quarterback taken in this draft? I'm going to say yes at this point. Uh, he's the highest rated uh, after Jalen Carter. He's my second-rated player. <laughs> he's, I have him higher rated than Tyree Wilson. I think he's more NFL ready than Tyree Wilson. I think there's less downside than Tyree Wilson. And as I said, you know, I'm told that 
the medicals may have caused uh, or cause for concern, especially when you compare him to Will Anderson. Yeah, Will Anderson reminds me of Hutchinson last year, where it's just such a safe pick. You kind of know what you're getting, and he's going to be a good pro. I think eventually, you know, maybe maybe a guy like a you know Trayvon Walker will will you know intrigue somebody. But I think I'm with you. I think Anderson likely the first pick, and I also think five quarterbacks in the first round. I agree with that too. What team? will select the first wide receiver or tight end in this year's draft, Tony. I wrote yesterday at the Philadelphia Eagles, are doing a lot of work on Jackson Smith McJigba, a lot of late work on him. I don't think they're going to take a receiver at 10. I do think that Houston could take a receiver. If we look at the way the makeup of round one is now with that 12th pick, I think that's a possibility. I also think the Jets at 13, I know for a fact, that Jackson Smith and the Jigba is in the conversation for the New York Jets at 13. If the Jets don't take him at 13, there's a possible, and there's no offensive tackle there, no left tackle specifically, Paris Johnson, Broderick Jones, uh, there at 13. I think if the Jets don't take him at 13, they may have a good option to trade down later into the first round for a team that wants to move up for Jackson Smith and the Jigba or maybe one of the cornerbacks. Okay, and you do think Njigba will be the uh, first receiver taken? You're you fairly confident about that? I would be shocked if he's not. I would be shocked at this point. Okay, how about this? Who will be the first tight end taken in the draft? Good question. I have Michael Mayer rated ahead of Dalton Kincaid, but it wouldn't surprise me if Dalton Kincaid is the first tight end taken. I mean, depending on, you know, you look at the teams, team like Dallas, although they're looking at receivers, even Green Bay, you know, like that down the field, stretch tight end who you know is going to create the mismatches in the secondary on a consistent basis basis that's Dalton Kincaid more so than it is Michael Mayer Mayer's my number one rated tight end I wouldn't be surprised if Dalton Kincaid's the first tight end off the board I like this one more wide receivers or cornerbacks will be taken in the first round it's a good question um I'm going to go with cornerbacks for a couple of reasons I think you're going to have four cornerbacks off the board by 17. Christian Gonzalez, Devin Witherspoon, Joey Porter, Deontay Banks. I think at most we're going to have, there'll be four receivers in the first round. And if you look at history, cornerback is a much higher prioritized position than receiver. And we've seen in past years where there are a lot of surprise cornerbacks taken in the first round. When you get in the bottom half of round one, Minnesota, Jacksonville, Baltimore. These are all teams that need cornerbacks. So we could see, surprisingly, five, six cornerbacks in the first round. I don't think we're going to see more than four receivers in the first round. All right, so we got over under, Tony. There will be four wide receivers taken in the first round. I don't think it's going to be over. I think it'll be at four. But if I had a bet, and I'm not a betting man, I would go under. And who are the guys you feel most confident about in that wide receiver group to be off the board in round one? I'm going to go, according to my board, Jackson Smith, Najigba, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnson, although a lot of people like Zay Flowers, he could be the fifth one. Uh, Whether it's Kansas City trading up for Zay Flowers, whether it's Kansas City trading up for Quentin Johnson, I, I think those are the four. If Kansas City can't trade up for one of those guys, there could be five. And that fifth one would be, I believe, would be Jalen Hyatt with the last pick around one. Okay. Who will be the best cornerback available 
on Friday night when day two of the draft begins? Oof. You know, a lot of people like Malcolm Forbes going in round one. I'm not a big Malcolm Forbes guy. Emmanuel Forbes. Emmanuel Forbes. I'm sorry. Mal- I keep saying Malcolm Forbes. Get that Flashback Tony. Flashback Tony. Uh, I mean, according to my board, it's going to be DJ Turner. I think some people will argue it could also be Keely Ringo. So I'm going to go with either of those two players. Okay. Now, they're different players. DJ Turner is more of a slot corner nickel guy. Keely Ringo's a bigger outside corner. I think uh, I think DJ Turner's more polished and more ready than uh, Keely Ringo, but Keely Ringo's got the size. All right, and here's some fun on defense. Who will be drafted first, Lucas Van Ness or Nolan Smith? Oh, Nolan Smith. Uh, you know, of course, I agree with point, that. By the way, hundred percent. He's much. Yeah, it's, better it's, not, it's not even close. I, I mean, again, and I'll say this time and time again. I've already done a bunch of interviews today as, as we tape this on a Monday afternoon. I think people are improperly pigeonhole, pigeonholing or characterizing Nolan Smith as an edge rusher. And he's much more than that. Yep. He's a three down defender. You know, we talked about him going back in September. If you want, if somebody wants to go back in the, and, and, and review the films about review the, our, our old show, about how he's a terrific three down linebacker. You go back and you watch the 2021 film. Yeah. He was a good pass rusher, but he was outstanding in pursuit. It gets great depth on his pass drops. You could put him on the field on three downs in coverage against the run or up the field as a pass rusher, and he's going to do a good job for you. Lucas Van Ness, I like Van Ness, but he doesn't have the same body of work. I know he's productive for two years at Iowa, though he was never a consistent starter. He's a taller, slimmer guy. Are you standing him over tackle? Are you having him come out of a three-point stance? If he comes out of a three-point stance, is going to be a liability against the rush? I, I think there's going to be a lot more bumps in the road for Lucas Van Ness than there will be for Nolan Smith. I'm with you 100%. I would draft Nolan Smith 10 out of 10 times first. I almost look like people have made the Nolan Smith Hassan Reddick comparison, and I get it in terms of just pass rusher and body type and stuff. Yeah. But to me, Nolan Smith has some Michael Parsons in him, right? You can play him all three downs. He could do a little everything. You can reduce him on third down to a, down to a pass rusher. But I'm telling you, I think I, that's the guy I'm looking for for Philadelphia at 10. Like, if he's there at 10 and they don't trade down, I think that could be a pick for the Eagles at 10, to be honest with you. And again, just go back and watch the 2021 film. You know, they had four defensive players selected in the first round a year ago, Georgia. Yet it was, and while they were all very good, it was Nolan Smith who was consistently omnipresent on the film, making plays against the ball all over the field. Right, I'm going to jump back to corner here for a second. Who will be the first cornerback taken and by who? That is a good question. I mean, I'm going to stay true to my board. I'm going to be steadfast, and I'm going to say it's going to be Christian Gonzalez. And I'm going to roll the dice even further, and I'm going to say it's going to be Christian Gonzalez by the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. And Devin Witherspoon would, would be the other guy in the mix there for you? Absolutely. I mean, as, you know, they're neck and neck. A lot of people like Weatherspoon more than Gonzalez. I think you can make the argument that Weatherspoon is more polished. Weatherspoon is better backed off the line of scrimmage or in zone. But Gonzalez has got a size advantage. He's got a speed advantage. He's as good, if not better, in bump and run and man coverage uh, than Weatherspoon. Weatherspoon's got a little bit more versatility, but I think Gonzalez can be that guy that you can eventually develop if you want to put them in zone situations on occasion. All right. Over under Tony, 
Bijan Robinson will be picked 18th overall. Will he be picked before the 18th pick or after the 18th pick? I'm gonna. I gotta say under. <laughs> I mean, Atlanta at eight, Philadelphia ten, a team that hops up. You know, if if let's just assume that Pittsburgh's there at, at uh, seventeen, all the cornerbacks are gone. Dornell Wright is gone. And all I, the tackles are gone, right? Yeah. I could see a team moving up with Pittsburgh uh, to get to get Bijan Robinson. I agree. I just don't think it's a strong enough draft for a player that that's good to drop into the 20s. I'm with you 100%. And the reason I picked pick 18 there, because I think if he's sitting there at 18 for the Lions with their second first-round pick, I could see them going in that direction. That would not surprise me uh, one bit. With that offensive line, I think that'd be a good fit for him. All right. How many guards slash centers will go in the first round of the draft? And for this, for the purpose of this exercise, we will count Skaronsky as a tackle. Ooh, okay. I'm going to say one, maybe one center, whether that's John Michael Schmitz, whether that's Joe Tippman. I, I think if you're counting Skaronsky as a tackle, none of the guards, whether it's Osiris Torrance or Steve Avia, who's also looked upon as a center by some teams, I don't think either of them squeeze into the first round. I really like Avila um, Avila as a, as, a, as a center, too. I'm with those teams. I agree. I think you'll get one back end of the first round, one of those guards or centers. I'm with you on that. Um, all right, this is kind of nebulous, but I'll throw it at you anyway. Who do you think could be the biggest major surprise in the first round in terms of player that goes off the board? That people like, you know, the, the, the Cole Strange of 2023, as it is. Okay, in that vein... Not not a guy who's going to go earlier than people think. Is it a guy who's going to go much earlier than people think, or a name that people are like, "Oh my gosh, he's not." Uh, Give me what? both. Give me both. What do you got? Okay. As far as players who are going to go earlier than much people think, I'm going to say one Paris Johnson Jr. Talked about that before. I'm going to say Deontay Banks. Deontay Banks. Number of sources have told me he's moving up, uh, or, or a lot of teams really like him. Deontay Banks could be the third cornerback selected before Joey Porter. As far as a guy who comes out of nowhere and goes in the first round, I'm going to roll the dice and say Mahasi Smith of Michigan. You look at Baltimore, you know, Baltimore needs cornerbacks. I don't think unless they trade up any of the big cornerbacks there, maybe they take Emmanuel Forbes, not Malcolm Forbes. Uh, or, uh, uh, that, that's that been projected, but he's not their type of player. They need a big interior guy. Mozzie Smith is that type of big interior guy that they would like. That would be my surprise. Second day pick that ends up in the first round. All right. Who gets selected first? This is in the same vein. Brian Brzee or Kalaja Kansi? I, I got to go. That's a good one. That's a good one. My heart tells me Brian Brise. I do think there's a possibility Cansey gets selected first. I think Cansey's going to go to New Orleans. It's a matter of does Brise go before, I think, what New Orleans has, the 29th pick or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that sounds right. Mm -hmm. um, does he go before that? I think he should go before that, but you never know. Very good. All right, when a team – this is more of an opinion question than a prediction question – when a team trades down in this draft, Tony, if they can, 
Should they focus on acquiring picks from this year's draft, or do you think acquiring picks from next year's draft is a better idea given the overall strength of this year's draft class? Yeah, I guess it depends on, you know, what they need. I earlier talked about potentially the New York Jets trading down from 13 if a team wants to move up and get a cornerback or something like that. You know, the Jets have desperate needs on the offensive line. So if you're the Jets and you're trading down, you're probably trading down to get one of the centers in the draft because you have such a desperate need at the center spot. I, I don't think... You By the could. way, Tony, FYI, they, they did bring back Connor McGovern today. So, oh, hey, hey, hooray. There you go. So, <laughs> so, so, so the, the problem solved, right? Um, but that, think about that for a second. They brought back Connor McGovern, which to me tells me that, anyway, we get, we're going to, we're talking about Jets now. They're going to take a, a, a they're going to potentially take a center in the second round or maybe maneuvered back in the third round to take a guy like Luke Whipler or Ricky Stromberg. Because those guys are not going to be ready to start day one. You brought in Connor McGovern, not paying him all that much. He's going to be your starter September, October, and then maybe you move one of those rookies in. I think that, I mean, I could see why a team would want a lot of extra picks next year. And if you're going to trade for picks next year, you're going to get more than you would this year. Yep. But it depends on, on the situation the team needs and where they're trading back to. How many total first round grades at the end of this process, Tony, did you have on your board? Uh, I believe it was 20, 23. Oh, 23. That's a lot. Yeah, I, I squeezed Lucas Van Ness and Quentin John uh, and Key, uh, and Quentin Johnson as uh, first rounders. Okay. What is your favorite position group in this year's draft class? Cornerback, without a doubt. I mean, the corners, there's all types of corners. You got the four guys at the top, but I mean later on, you got terrific. Slot corners like DJ Turner, Clark, uh, Clark Phillips. You got guys with terrific upside like Keely Ringo and Julius Brents. You got guys who are underrated like Riley Moss and even Eli Ricks. I mean, you got really good corners, 15 of them with day one or two, uh, day two grades. But even in day three, I mean, if you need a nickel corner, Trevius Hodges Tomlinson of T uh, TCU, Catrell Clark of Louisville, you know, Terrell Smith later on in the fourth round from Minnesota has got a great amount of upside. I think it's strong at the top. I think it's a deep class as well. I'm going to go tight end for that one, Tony. I just think it's great. You can get starters, I think, as deep as round three in this draft class and different kinds, guys that block, guys that catch, smaller guys, bigger guys. Uh, that to me is 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 one of the best tight end squads I've ever seen, to be honest with you. So I'll have to make sure I... Show some love to that group. And along that line of conversation, Tony, how many tight ends do you think go in the first round of this draft? Two, Michael Mayer and Dalton Kincaid. Okay, uh, and now I'm going to make it tougher. How many round two tight ends are they going to be? I'll go with Luke Musgrave, Sam LaPorta, Darnell Washington. I don't. I'm going to say Tucker Craft goes, ends up squeezing the late part of round two. Yep. My heart goes with Tucker Craft. I thought he was going to potentially be a late first round pick at one point. Didn't run as well as I <clears throat> thought at uh, at the combine. Uh, but he's a terrific uh, pass catcher who can also block. Not a great blocker, but he can block. I'm going to say two in round one, four in round two. I'm I'm with you on that. Who will be the best day two player taken in this draft class? When we look back and we say, "Boy, why the hell didn't that guy go in the first round?" Well, I, I mean, I, I would say, well, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to give you a couple names. Just say, if he lands around two, 
Brian Branch of Alabama. Could go late round one. Wouldn't surprise me. I'm a big Brian Branch guy. Uh, but that four, five, eight, I don't know where our teams select them. DJ Turner, who I spoke about, probably going to uh, fall into round two. And then I'm going to say Cedric Tillman, the receiver out of Tennessee, who is just an exceptional player. I mean, a terrific pass catcher. Was really the number one receiver at Tennessee before he got injured. Then Jalen Hyatt, Hyatt took over. And again, watch Cedric Tillman. Solid route runner. Terrific hands. Reliable hands. But watch him when he's when the play is away from him. Watch him when he's away from the ball. Watch the way he, he attacks the play. He attacks opponent, opposing defensive backs to intimidate him. Goes hard as a blocker. Really plays the receiver position like a linebacker. And he's got terrific size here at uh, six three and a half, two hundred thirteen pounds. Not a downfield threat, a four or five guy, but that's fine. I mean, you can do he can do a lot of things inside of fifteen to twenty yards for you. Agree. Um, when will the sixth quarterback of the draft be taken? Yeah, that's a good question because I think if we assume that five quarterbacks go in the first round, with Hendon Hooker being the fifth. There is a large drop-off, and there's a chance that we don't see another quarterback be selected until the fourth round. I mean, we could see an Aiden O'Connell hop into the late part of round three. We could see a Dorian Thompson-Robinson hop into the late part of round three. But I think it's probably going to be at least two rounds before the next quarterback or the sixth quarterback comes off the board. What non-quarterback, Tony? has the longest NFL career out of this draft class? What non-quarterback? I'm going to say non-quarterback. I'm going to say Paris Johnson of Ohio State for a couple of reasons. He's younger. He's very athletic. He's got outstanding size. He's got a lot of upside. Plus offensive linemen, cross your fingers, they stay healthy. You know, can be durable and play, you know, 12 to uh, 14 years. I also think Skronsky has that type of possibility. If you stick him into guard, he could have a Brandon Scherf type of type of career. I Those are the exact same two guys I would have went for, Tony. Excellent prediction. Yeah. I like it. Um, will there be more offensive linemen or defensive linemen taken in the first round? <laughs> I guess if we're, if, you know, if we're counting... Lucas, what are we counting Lucas Van Ness as? You know? uh, defensive lineman. Defensive okay. lineman, I'll count him as. I'm going to go with defensive lineman because you look at the offensive lineman, you got your top three guys, Paris Johnson, Roderick Jones, Peter Skaronsky, and then maybe you have a center, right? Uh, and, nah, well, Darno Wright, right? I think Wright's kind of – Darno Wright, I apologize. Right? Correct, Darno yeah. Wright. So you, you got five, right? Defensive lineman, we got Jalen Carter. We got Tyree Wilson. Miles Murphy, I'm going to count him as a defensive lineman. Yep. Brian Brise, defensive lineman. Keon White, Lucas Van Ness, mm -hmm. Elijah Cansey, or out of Bawari, I think it's going to be defensive lineman. Okay. Let's see. What else do I got here? Um, will Jalen Carter be taken in the top five? No, I don't think so. Will uh, he be taken in the top ten? Yes. I, re I had reported um, last week that the feeling in the league was that Seattle was going to take Jalen Carter at five. But then I, I found out that people inside the Seattle war room, inside the Seattle offices, are not that sure about it. They are a little concerned 
about potentially taking him that early. And then you're going to have to give him a, a, a contract that guarantees him $30 million. There's a little bit of concern there. So I don't think it's going to happen. Who is your, actually, I'll leave that for last. Um, would Sauce Gardner be the top cornerback in this year's draft based on your grades? Hands down. No, no doubt about it. I mean, uh, and, and I'm not, I'm not looking at what he did last year as a rookie for the yep. Jets. I'm looking at when you say comparative, he, I, I would have, I like Christian Gonzalez and I'm sure that, you know, there wouldn't be a huge spread between he and Christian Gonzalez, but Gardner would be the number one corner. All right. How about this one? Not counting Nolan Smith. When will the first off ball linebacker be taken in this draft? Top of the second round. Jack like Campbell. top like 40 ish, something like that. Yeah. Uh, w- w- somewhere between, because there's 31 picks in the first round this year, somewhere between 32 and 42. Okay. Maybe Jack Campbell, maybe Drew Sanders, maybe Trent Simpson. I think that's where the where one of those three guys, if not a couple of them, will end up. Yeah, I think Campbell and Sanders are the two guys that, for me at least, are, are, are the more talented and most likely. All right, before I get to the fan questions, last one for me, Tony. Favorite day three player? The Tony Sleeper. Who's your favorite day three guy in this draft that you would pound the table for if you were in a draft room? Mm, I'm going to go with, well, there's a couple of them. Riley Moss, because I think he's going to fall into day three, and he's more of a, you know, you watch the film. He's a terrific player. He worked out very well. Zach Pickens. Everybody talks about the uh, Kalaji Kansi in the first round. I'd rather take Zach Pickens in the third round. I mean, he's as explosive. He's taller. He's got better growth potential, and you can use him in a variety of ways. I also like Tyreek Stevenson. I- I'm assuming that we're going to get the best of Tyreek Stevenson. Some coach is going to basically iron out the flaws in his game, and I think he could be a real good defensive back at the next level. All right, Marquise X, Tony, wants to know, how many day one trades do you think there are going to be? It's interesting. Um, I'm going to say four. I'm going to say we'll have two in the top ten. and pro- I'm going to say five. Two in the top ten and three more after that. Okay. I think there were, weren't there almost like ten last year or some ridiculous number like that. It was a big number. Um, This one from at Draft Stash. Love the name. What are the first round names that will that people all have in the first round, but you think might slide out, and who could take their place? Quentin Johnson's a guy who could slide out. Yeah, I, I want to say Kalijah can't see, but everything I've heard leads me to believe that he is a, you know, a definite first rounder. I, I can't say Hendon Hooker. Uh, because everything I, every, you know, because of the position, because of how good. It, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say Quentin Johnson, though I think he won't have Jalen Hyatt, who I've, we've talked about for a while. Good chance he slides out of the first round if Kansas City can't make, make a trade for him. Who could move in? Well, you know, maybe Anton Harrison of Oklahoma. I'm not big on Han, Anton Harrison, but he plays a priority position at left tackle. And there are only really two good left tackles in this class. And I'll say uh, DJ Turner, the the cornerback, because teams want a slot corner. And I think he's a sensational slot corner. All right. This one from CLT underscore NY. How has NILs and the extra years of eligibility from COVID affected this year's draft? It's just thinned it out, you know, incredibly. It's insanely. I mean, you know, I get my board ready. 
and then I, I do I watch the film and then I do my reports and uh, by school we have 800 reports over pro football network <clears throat> and then I find out that a lot of guys that I did the film on are going back for a, six, a second senior season or transferring to another school and even the combine list guys at the combine you go down the combine list there are multiple guys who were invited to the combine and it decided to go back. So even the combine got a little bit shortchanged by or caught off guard, I guess, because they send those invitations out by the end of January. Guys who are going back. Even I'd say last week, uh, you know, there's a thing called the APT sheets, and the APT sheets goes down every pro day workout. And I go through my database, which has more than a thousand guys in it this year, to update the heights, weights, and 40 times, and I'll get to a school. And I'll say, where is this guy? And then I'll do an internet search on his name, find out he's going back for another year. So, I mean, it is, usually I will have 1,100, 1,150 guys graded for a draft. I think this year I end up with 1,046. And I'm sure even in that 1,046, there's probably another 10 or 12 players that shouldn't be in there because they're going to be back on the field in 2000 or the college field in 2023. So, listen, if you remember, we talked about we talked to Jim Nagy about it before the senior bowl. And he was talking about how he lost three off uh, three defensive linemen in a week invitation. Uh, guys said he invited because they all decided to go back. All right. This one from Tom Welke. Any word on the Philadelphia Eagles potentially moving up in the draft? Not heard that at all. I, how about moving that. back? I'm sorry. How about moving back? I mean, maybe the, the fact is, you know, I think Howie Roseman's got to decide. He's got a championship caliber team. Do you want to, as far as moving back is concerned, do you want to keep moving back and collect draft picks, or do you just want to plug holes with outstanding prospects, whether it be you mentioned Nolan Smith, Bijan Robbins, whoever, to get you over the hump? So you know another offensive lineman to protect Jalen Hurts since you just gave him that that contract. There's got to be a point in time where saturation point where a team like the Eagles, like the Niners, just have too many picks because there's only so many spots on the roster that they have to fill. You know, granted, you get a good rookie. You can take that that second tier A veteran is going to go because the rookie is so, so much less expensive, but you got to put the best players on the field and you only have so much room on your roster. Here's one for you, Tony, and this is not a family. This is my follow-up. How many or who are the teams most likely, do you think, uh, that will try to trade down to acquire extra picks because maybe they don't have a bunch. Oh, uh, I, I think we talked about Houston, although, I mean, because they don't have much. I got to look at the list of uh, what the teams have. Uh, I mentioned the Jets. The Jets don't have a third-round pick. You know, that Aaron Rodgers trade still hangs over everybody, so they're going to need either draft capital to trade for Aaron Rodgers or if that trade is made – they're going to need draft capital to replace what they gave away from Rodgers. I'm sure the Jacksonville Jaguars, if a player is there that uh, is not high on their board, I don't believe they have a third round pick. They may be able, they may be willing to trade down as well. And the Vikings are short a pick too, right from the Hawkinson trade. So I can see them maybe being a team that could try to move down to, I think Baltimore is actually short picks this year too. So those are two other teams I would keep an eye on as well. Uh, Jonathan P. Mason wants to know, with rumors flying around that the Steelers are trying to trade up for an offensive tackle, which one would it most likely be for? 
Yeah, I mean, I got to think it's going to be Paris Johnson because I was at the Ohio State Pro Day and they were there as well. And Paris Johnson just put on a show. Everybody talked about CJ Stroud, who was good, but Johnson put on a show. They're going to have to make a major move up. The other move up would be, I guess, for Darnell Wright. Although I don't, I wouldn't know that they would have to trade all that, that high up to get Darnell Wright. All right. And the final one, who day know it all? Do the Bengals seem dead set on drafting tight end at number 28? I think that, you know, I think they could take a cornerback if one is there. There's a couple other positions, but, you know. Offensive end, tackle, right, could be one. Uh, if one's there, although I think, <clears throat> I mean, you're looking at Anton Harrison. We talked about him potentially being a late first round pick. Uh, but I think, you know, you want to keep feeding Joe Burrow weapons, making Joe Burrow more lethal. I mean, he's going to be the next quarterback that signs that huge contract uh, and, and get him, you know, get him some good targets. Uh, I, I think the fact is offensive tackle, cornerback's a possibility. But I think when they're called to the clock, especially if Dalton Kincaid happens to slide down, Tyden will be the best position available or the best the best player on their board. All right, then since uh, you know this is a you know Giants adjacent podcast, I will ask on behalf of Giant fans, who do you think the Giants are going to pick at twenty five? Boy, I mean, I, I I still think it's going to be. I'm I'm still gonna I'm gonna go with what I've said from February. John Michael Schmitz. I mean, they haven't addressed the uh, center position. They're gonna have a guard move over. You made that huge investment in Daniel Jones. You made a big event. You know, you're waiting to see what happens with Saquon Barkley with the franchise tag. Uh, it could be a defensive lineman. I mean, if Brian Brise is there, I think they, that's a direction they could also go. I'm, it's going to be on the lines of scrimmage. I'm pretty confident about that. All right, guys, we have one more podcast. That's it for our questions one today. A lot of good questions came in. We appreciate it. We got a, got, got a lot of good info. Tony's got two more days of work on the phone. We're going to hook back up Wednesday morning. We tried to get as close to the draft as possible. We want enough time for you to actually listen to it before the draft happened. So we're going to talk on Wednesday morning. We're going to do a mock draft. The last one we went back and forth on picks. We're going to do it a little bit differently this year. We're going to do like a war room format where Tony's the GM. I'm like his little assistant. So I'm going to throw names and options at him, but Tony's going to make the final pick for each team. We'll do it live. We'll talk about options, what might happen, all the angles, and we'll get through all 31 picks in the first round. And we'll get that podcast up for you on draft season on Wednesday. Tony can't wait to do it with you, pal. Look forward to it, John. For Tony Pauline, I'm John Schmelk. This is draft season. Stay tuned all week for coverage on the giants app. Giants.com slash podcast. And of course, this is not just the Giants podcast, folks. All NFL fans, we talk, as you saw today, we mentioned the Giants once at the end of the show. That's it. So it's a draft podcast. Go subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star positive review. It really helps us uh, with visibility on that platform. For Tony Pauline, I'm John Schmelk. This is draft season. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash slash iHeart.